Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. My mission tonight to protect the consumer against, against counterfeit goods and fraud. <clears throat> and with that tonight, we kick it off with uh, Stephen Bonsbach, who is the public affairs officer for Customs and Border Protection Protection here in Chicago. Good evening, Stephen. Uh, good evening, Stephen, and welcome to WGN. Uh, good evening, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Customs and Border Protection counterfeit items. You know, I remember. Yeah. Uh, this may be trivial at the, at this point in history, but I remember this is a while ago. I would visit my daughter in New York city and i'd be walking up down the street and there would be uh, on the sidewalk vendors claiming to sell rolex watches for like ten dollars <laughs> you know i mean yeah is that, is, <laughs> it, it, i think it's still going on you're kidding me really that still well, happens no i'm i'm i am pretty sure that it is still happening whether it's rolex watches or handbags right 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 yeah (laughs) i mean i those people who have those items where would they obtain such things and that's that's what we still are combating is uh we have the trade obviously that still happens across the borders and we make sure that we try to stop everything but uh, unfortunately some of those things still get through yeah, and I and I thank you for coming on and uh, alerting the WGN listening audience as to what they should look out for because uh, you sent over some information and this is a staggering number. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized one billion—that's a B—in uh, counterfeit merchandise in one year. That's well, actually. Actually, John, it's gone up. We we actually have new new data that I can go ahead and share with you. Oh, please so do. Fiscal year 2022, which ran from October 1st, 2021 to September 30th of this year. Uh, that's our fiscal year. In that in that fiscal year, we have seized 24.5 million shipments of IPR, which is intellectual property rights or counterfeits. We seized 24.5 million shipments, and those 24.5 million shipments, if they were real, would have been worth just shy of $3 billion. What are these? I'm sorry, go ahead. And that is our common thing that we're trying to stop, all the pirating and counterfeits that are coming in. You mentioned intellectual property. Can you expound on that? So when people build something uh, uh-huh. or, or create something, so we're talking Apple, we're talking Gucci, we're talking right. Rolex. Right. These are people that put their hard-earned time and money and trademark their their um, their property. And when those things come in, our officers who are actually trained by those industry experts to look for certain things, 
we get those things and we open it up. And, you know, sometimes you get the, the poor packaging or the misspellings or the stitching's already coming out of that high end right. handbag. Yeah. You can tell that. But we actually look into that and make sure that we're stopping the things that are just not real. And that's what we really want to make sure is that the consumers are not buying those things. Stephen Bonsbach is uh, with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, Industry, and uh, that's a government agency, and he's the uh, public affairs uh, director, and we're going to do more with him when we come back on 720 WGN. Talk to Stephen Bonsbach, who is the public affairs officer for the Customs and Border Protection here in Chicago. Stephen, as I was listening to you describe the process of stopping these counterfeit items, and most of them high-end counterfeiting, as you mentioned, uh, sneakers, watches, etc. Where would the consumer first come in contact with this counterfeit item? Well, a lot of it, obviously, is e-commerce. A lot yeah. of us are moving from going to that shopping store, and now we're just trying to find the best deal online. Yeah, And that's really where the shopper needs to do their due diligence to make sure that they don't purchase something that, that's illegal. Um, you know, shop from reputable uh, sources. If the price soon seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Um, much lower than the legitimate product. Uh, another thing is if you need to do some research on the store itself. So if you're looking and the store specializes in, say, children's toys. Okay. And all of a sudden they're selling high-end handbags. That may raise a red flag. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so you kind of want to look at that, and, and you can do uh, you can do the reviews of that seller how how they how they've done if they've got an actual phone number, so you can call and actually talk to somebody hopefully and, and find out the return policy and the, those types of things. So there, there's a, a numerous ways that they can go ahead and make sure that what they're purchasing uh, this season is going to be the real thing. Where do these items originate? Is there one specific spot that uh, is originates more of these counterfeits uh, than any other? More of the Asian uh, countries, um, Hong Kong, China. Yeah. So you have those that still come in, but they can come from anywhere, Canada, Mexico. Um, so it's, it's anywhere that these, these piraters yeah. create their their items and sell them that's where it pops up Are, is organized crime behind this or is this just a freelance bunch of uh as you say pirates it, it could it could be small time marketers or it could be funding organized crime it, it, yeah. it can be both and anywhere in between um, a lot of it, it could be funding for human smuggling. You never know. Um, so, so there's there's a lot of concerns, and you know, we we tell the consumer it's not a victimless crime, and, yeah. and we talk about those things. But we also have to worry about what's what is it doing to the small businesses and the economy for the yeah. the businesses that create these uh, items. Is if they start flooding the market with all these counterfeits, you're never going to know if you're getting the real thing or not, which then brings down the price and the profit of that company, which could then lead to them having to cut costs. And what's the first way that an employer is going to cut costs? 
they're going to start canaxing jobs. So then you're going to have somebody that's out of work because of these illegitimate products coming in and and ruining the economy. You said uh, earlier that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized, well, initially I said one billion in counterfeit merchandise. How do you know it's counterfeit? Where do you make the contact? How are these things seized? Okay, so when we have shipments come in, whether it be into um, express consignment facilities, which are your mailing facilities across America, Uh we do have officers that are stationed there. And we have manifest. So if there's somebody that has been shipping stuff, and we caught it one time that it was counterfeit, and then we caught it the second time that it was a counterfeit, well, most likely the third time it's still going to be counterfeit. So we have these, this intelligent gathering that we use. Mm-hmm. We have x-rays. We find anomalies. We find things that just aren't right. You know, when it, if it comes to narcotics, we have dogs, uh, canines. So you have all these things in our back pocket, and the knowledge and the experience that our officers have is just it's, it's astronomical. So they use all this stuff to go ahead and find these items. And like I said earlier, they're trained by industry experts. We have people that are trained by Apple. We have people that are trained by Gucci to know what security markers they need to look for. And then when you get a handbag or say say you get a handbag and you look at it, you know, the misspelling may be there. The stitching may not be right. Right. The, the way that they cre- uh, create a real bag, they're not going to have their emblem run over a stitch. It's just not how it works and then you smell it it smells plastic some smell like formaldehyde so now you don't even know what what chemicals are using to produce it you don't have any recourse to to confront these counterfeiters do you Uh, well what we do we we turn it over to hsi so hsi is our investigating branch and they coordinate any criminal type of investigations that are going to happen so we work hand-in-hand hand with HSI, who's a great asset. They assist with the criminal investigations of any IPR best in, uh, violations, and they yeah. do the investigative work. We seize it. We turn it over to them. They take it from there. Do you think you'll ever stem the tide, so to speak? We're, I mean, like, like you said, uh, I think last year, last fiscal year, it was $1.3 billion. This year, it's just shy of $3 billion. So we're, we're, we're closing in. I think, I think we're starting to close in, but there's always going to be that new thing, that new thing. And once we find the new thing, then we share that information with everybody across the nation that they all know to look for that new thing. And then we start stopping that. And these, these criminals keep trying to come up with new ways and um, yeah. <laughs> we, we keep finding them. You know, I, this may be totally off base because so much is done over the internet these days. But if a counterfeit product makes it through customs and goes to a, I don't know, a store, um, someplace that would be selling it, obviously that person or entity is complicit with this whole process, right? Well, yes, but here's the thing. A lot of a lot of those, you know, let's let's talk about Amazon. Obviously, okay. the biggest elephant right. in the room. Right. If Amazon is purchasing some things from third party avenues, and that third party is actually counterfeit, 
and we don't say we don't catch it. CBP doesn't catch it. Right. What Amazon can then do is file with CBP on our website. There's an opportunity for them to talk about e, it's called e allegations, and they can go in there and they can talk about, hey, I think this pe- these people are sending counterfeits. And we start, we, t- we take that information, we take everything that we can, and we do that intelligence gathering. And then the next shipment that comes in, we start looking at it, we pull in. We, I mean, sometimes we have industry experts actually come on site wow. so they can look at it. So yeah. we're not trying to talk to them over the phone or send them a picture. They actually yeah. come in and they look at it and they're like, yeah, this, yeah, this is, this is bogus. This is not good. And, but a lot of those things, and, and again, a lot of these things come in and there's no there's no import paperwork in it right. there's no it, it's poorly designed i mean it's just there's so many red flags that jump out and there's there's no way that it could be legitimate and also we know what if a shipment is coming in say for apple we know where apple puts those items together we know that their you know their, their uh, iPhones are constructed here and their their other trademark items are constructed here and they're shipped from here. Mm. We're not going to be getting it from, you know, China necessarily. Right. Because that's not where they produce it. So we always know, again, that that intelligence and the knowledge that we have just, it it is invaluable. Well, I want to thank you, Stephen, for being with us. It's a incredible story. Uh, Customs and Border Protection. Um, keep up the good work and have a great holiday. Thanks for being with you us. You too, John. Thanks for having me. You bet. Wow.